Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. College football final underway on this Saturday. We'll have another rundown of all the scores. MIAC, Northern Sun, WIAC, Big Ten, Top 25. Tommy's win today in the Pioneer League. We'll have all of that for you. And we're going to squeeze in some game reports. And speaking of that, out of the Northern Sun, Concordia St. Paul, Josh Deer joining us. And uh, good win today at home Seafoam, uh, Seafoam Stadium, Josh. Yeah, Steve, thanks for having me. First of all, it was a toasty one at Seafoam Stadium in St. Paul today. And I'll tell you what, that didn't bother Concordia St. Paul's offensive line. They helped the Golden Bear rushing attack pile up 295 yards at nearly 7.5 per carry today with four different players combining for five rushing touchdowns as the Golden Bears defeated the University of Mary 37-34. to Kansas City native Jalen Richardson took full advantage of the offensive line's push as the Division I transfer from Northern Iowa went over 200 all-purpose yards, rushing 21 times for 172 yards, and added two for 32 receiving. But it was, eight, it was his 18-yard catch on 3rd and 18 in the fourth quarter, tiptoeing the sideline to get every yard he could, to convert deep in CSP's own territory on what turned out to be a nearly seven-minute-long scoring drive with quarterback Connor Court scoring on a sneak at the goal line for a 37-26 lead with just about two and a half minutes to play. Courts, originally from Peoria, Arizona, passed for 155 yards, rushed for 21 more, and had a touchdown on the ground. And sticking with the theme of the day, he wasn't sacked as the offensive line also executed in pass protection. Concordia also picked up a big third-quarter 55-yard rushing touchdown from St. Anthony Village high school product Troy Ellison as he finished the day with 95 all-purpose yards. He does it all, 45 on the ground, 37 through the air on five catches, and 13 yards on a pair of punt returns. Defensively, a couple of guys of note for Concordia, a pair of redshirt freshmen had breakout performances. McWanago, Wisconsin linebacker Ben Rail posted career highs, 12 tackles, three for loss, and a pair of sacks, while defensive end Kendis Ledbetter, a transfer from North Dakota, added six tackles, two and a half for loss, and a pair of sacks. Ledbetter's strip sack late in the first half was recovered by Concordia at the two-yard line, setting up the second James Evans rushing touchdown in a span of 42 seconds late in the first half. The win improves Concordia to 2-1 and one at home this season, where they'll be next Saturday against Sioux Falls for homecoming at Seafoam Stadium, one of the best homecoming atmospheres around, Steve. Carnival rides, carnival food, right outside the stadium in the parking lot. Cool. Mini state fair kind of thing. It's a mini state fair thing, and people who want to go, go online and get your tickets, cspbears.com slash tickets. 
All right, very good, Josh. Always good to hear from you. Concordia St. Paul gets the W today over Mary, 37-34. Huge game today in the Northern Sun, Minnesota State. At Bemidji State, the voice of the Beavers, Kevin Reed, joins us. And, uh, Kev, this sounds like a tough loss for Bemidji State. Well, it's a tough loss in that you, you know, you were right there at the end. You had a chance to tie it. You couldn't hit the field goal. But, uh, you know, you're talking two top ten teams, and um, this is a veteran Beaver club, and they'll they'll take this loss as, as in stride as you can. Um, it was a great football game. Fortunately, the game lived up to all the hype. Uh, back and forth throughout the day. Um, it was imperfect in that there were seven total turnovers. Uh, the defenses, despite giving up almost 900 total yards of offense, um, you know, the defenses played well with uh, all those turnovers. It was back and forth. It was all you would hope for. Uh, I heard Josh mention homecomings next week at CSP. It was homecoming here in Bemidji. Huge crowd on hand. In fact, it was sold out. They couldn't put any more people in the building. It was, it was a great game. From beginning to end, the uh, Bemidji State defense was able to hold in the first quarter and force a field goal attempt after a long drive from the uh, Mavericks, but that field goal was no good. The Beavers were able to cash in and go up 7 to nothing, and we were kind of off to the races. It was back and forth throughout the game. A long 80-yard run from uh, All-American running back Sheen Butler-Lawson for the Mavericks put Minnesota State up ahead 20-10 to in the third quarter, and here in the, in the broadcast booth, my partner and I were looking at each other going, uh-oh, this is where the Mavericks kind of take off, right? Nope. The Midgey State bounced back with two touchdowns of their own. They led 24-20 to going into the fourth quarter. It was fourth and goal for the Mavericks at the first play of the fourth quarter. The defense held. Uh, the offense was able to drive but not score any more points. The Mavericks did wind up putting more points on the board. They had a nice long drive of their own, eight plays, 57 yards, cashed in by Butler Lawson to go up 27-24. The Beavers had the football and uh, were driving back down the field. They had a 42-yard field goal attempt. Um, The snap was a little bit off. The hold was a little bit off, and the kick missed uh, with about 40 seconds remaining in the game, uh, and it wound up 27-24 in favor of the Mavericks. But just a great football game today, Steve. A great college atmosphere. The sun actually came out for a little while, so uh, all things said and done, it was a great Saturday of football, despite the fact that the Beavers came out on the short end of the scoreboard. All right, Kevin, it looks like Bemidji State has a week off. They do. Uh, they will be off. This is the spot in the schedule where Upper Iowa would have been. Uh, the Beavers tried to move literally heaven and earth to find a game, but uh, there was no way to really work it out. There weren't teams close enough. They weren't able to come up with a game. Uh, so they will have an off week, and they will travel to play Wayne State uh, in two weeks. Um, the Beavers today offensively were led by Sage Booker, the senior out of De La Salle High School. Uh, he led the team with 85 yards rushing. Uh, he had four more catches for 50 yards, or I'm sorry, for 57 yards, including three big catches on the final drive to set up the possibility of a tying field goal. Uh, so Sage Booker was the big player today, and Brandon Alt actually held off the scoreboard passing touchdown-wise. That happens, hasn't happened for quite some time. All right, Kev, always good to visit with you. We'll do it again down the road. Sounds good, Steve. Thanks. All right, Kevin Reed, the voice of the Beavers. Minnesota State wins at Bemidji State 27-24.
Uh, we'll get back to the Northern Sun scoreboard, but we want to jump over to the big game in the MIAC today. St. John's at Augsburg, Edorn Field in Minneapolis, and our good friend Don Stoner joins us on the line. And Don, quite a ball game today. Yeah, quite a ball game between a team that's consistently been one of the successes in the MIAC in St. John's and a team that's really up and coming under a fourth-year head coach, Darren Lamker, Augsburg. Last year, the last two years, actually, um, St. John shut out Augsburg um, by a combined score of 50 to nothing and 45 to nothing. But this year, much different story. Um, both teams played a great game. St. John's coming out on top, uh, 27 to 24. Back and forth game um, pretty much the entire way. Um, neither team led by as more, more than eight points, in, or excuse me, more than nine points in the ball game. Um, Augsburg had three really long, sustained drives to score their touchdowns. Drives of 12 plays, 97 yards uh, for a score. 12 plays, 75 yards for a score. 15 plays, 75 yards for a score. St. John's had a couple of really big plays to score their touchdowns. Um, They scored on a 64-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Syverson um, to uh, Nick Van Erp in the second quarter. They scored another one on a 24-yard pass and then a 47-yard pass from Syverson to Marcelo Mendez in the fourth quarter. Augsburg scoring their touchdowns um, mostly by the way of passing. Uh, Kate Sheehan, 23 of 35, 214 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Touchdown passes to Tyrone Wilson and Dominic Smith. Um, Dominic Smith with five catches for 60 yards. Tyrone Wilson, six carries for 62 yards. Syverson. 25 of 37 passing, 367 yards, and four touchdowns, two of them going to uh, Dylan Wheeler and other passes to Nick Van Erp and Marcelio Mendez. Really the big play of the game came late in the first half. Oxford was driving, 12-play, 74-yard drive, got down to inside the one-yard line on a fourth and goal, Tried rushing up the middle, and St. John's defense stopped Augsburg just short of the goal line. Um, that would have potentially tied the game at 14-14 as St. John's was leading 14-6 to at that time. Um, the Johnnies never trailed after that. Um, Augsburg was uh, 405 yards of total offense. St. John's 398, two very evenly matched teams in terms of offense on uh, defense. Uh, Cooper Yaggy for St. John's, 13 tackles. Tramone Nevels for Augsburg, 8 tackles. Um, Jack Spockman, Justin Tverberg, and Hamza Kahin all with quarterback sacks for the Augies. Augsburg and St. John's, both 3-1 and one on the year now. Um, St. John's will be in action next week at Concordia Moorhead. And Augsburg will be in action next Saturday at Hamlin in the battle for the Hammer. And that opens divisional play for both teams in the MIC. All right, very good, Don. Thanks, as always. I know you're a busy man. We have a very busy day here today. We have four home events here at Augsburg. We're just about to start a uh, men's and women's soccer doubleheader um, as Augsburg takes on Gustavus, and then the Augies also have a uh, volleyball match coming up against UW-Stevens Point at 7 o'clock. So really busy day for the uh, old staff here at, at Augsburg University. Well, uh, Don, you, you do a phenomenal job. Keep up the good work. We try hard. All yeah, right, there he you. is, Don Stoner from Augsburg. Once again, St. John's wins at Augsburg. 
27-24, tight one at Eater and Ellison Field. Bethel beat Gustavus 37-28. Austin LeJez will have a report a little bit later on. Carlton wins at Concordia 36-35. We're holding out hope that uh, Jim Sella has time to join us. It was St. Olaf winning at Hamlin 49-25. St. Scholastica winner on the road at McAllister in St. Paul 23-17. The final there. We've got a break. We'll come back. We'll have more. More game reports coming up. Uh, Still to come, a check of the Big Ten and the top 25 scoreboard. It is an annual tradition in the fall college football final here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Yeah, it was warm. It still is. 88, 2.67, no wind. Heat index, 91. Welcome back to July. Crazy warm day today. Uh, we'll have more on the weather coming up here in about uh, eight, nine minutes or so. Uh, 67 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny, 86. Sunny again on Monday, 80s. And then a change coming this week, and we'll lay that out for you. Uh, let's run down the scores again one more time. Uh, the regional scoreboard, Northern Sun, uh, big game today. Minnesota State wins at Bemidji State 27-24. Kevin Reed had a full game report. Uh, you could take advantage of the free Odyssey app and use the rewind feature and hear that one. Concordia St. Paul beat Mary 37-34 at CU Foam Stadium right along I-94. UMD beat Winona State 38-14. Jeff Papis a game report. MSU Morehead beat Northern State 45-26. Wayne State won at Minot State 48-22. Key to the city on the line in Sioux Falls. Augustana beat the University of Sioux Falls. Those campuses are like right next door to each other. I should know. I I, I lived right there for a time uh, earlier in my radio career. 49-29 Vikings. At least we know one Viking team will win this weekend. That's a shot. Valparaiso beats Southwest Minnesota State 16-15. Some non-conference action there. Let's jump over to the WIAC. Two finals from earlier. River Falls beat Platteville 27-16. Whitewater over Oshkosh 37-21. Later starts include Stout at Lacrosse. And Lacrosse in the fourth, leading 45-40. And the other game today, Eau Claire at Stevens Point. And Eau Claire has grabbed the lead 27-14 with just over two to go in the game there. We already mentioned MIEC action, all finals today. The big one, St. John's at Augsburg. Johnny's win at 27-24. Bethel outscores Gustavus 37-28. Game report to come uh, in a bit. Concordia falls at home to Carlton 36-35. St. Olaf beat Hamlin. 49-25, and St. Scholastica won at McAllister, 23-17. Let's check Big Ten. Let's check top 25 scores. Or are we going to get a game report? Why, why don't we squeeze in a game report real quick before we bring in Jonathan Lowe? We don't want to make those game reports wait a little uh, or, or too long. And let's jump back to the Northern Sun. Uh, key to the city on the line, Augustana. And the University of Sioux Falls playing today at Bob Young Field. Jeff Filling, the longtime voice of the Vikings, joining us on the line. And uh, over the years, in the history of this series, Sioux Falls has maybe had the better of it. But today it was all Augustana. It was, Steve, uh, since they went 
Division Two. It's been eight to two in favor of Sioux Falls. Ironically, all three Augustana wins after winning today, 49-29, have come at Bob Young Field. Wow. The series dates back 101 years. <clears throat> and no, I did not do that game in 1922. <laughs> but <clears throat> some would uh, say I did. Yeah. But, You've been uh, around a while, team, but not that long. <laughs> not that long. Uh, Casey Bauman had a big day. Titus school record with six touchdowns, 21 out of 29, no interceptions, 326 yards. Uh, he tied the record of Trey Hyde. And Tommy Flieger, Flieger was from Sioux Falls Lincoln. Hyde was from Lakeville of six touchdowns in a game. Trey actually did it three times. Uh, the Vikings also rushed for 110 yards. Sioux Falls had 415 yards in total offense in 69 plays. Uh, the Vikings had 436 in nine last plays, but had the ball for three more minutes in the game. They were six out of ten on third down. Also had two interceptions in the game. Sioux Falls has only thrown one all year. Uh, Dean Camden, or Camden Dean, rather, from Lakeville uh, South, rushed for 120 yards, threw for 139 for the Cougars, who are now 2-3. and three. Augustana is 5-0, and oh, and they'll play Southwest Minnesota. Kirk be over next Saturday. All right, Jeff, thanks for the update, and Augustana gets a win. That is unusual in the history of this series. All three of the Augustana wins come on the road at Bob Young Field over in the southeast corner of the city, and I've never seen a game at Bob Young Field. Way, way back in the day, I used to call uh, Sioux Falls College football and men's basketball games, but Bob Young Field didn't exist at the time. We were playing at Howard Wood uh, out by the airport, uh, way back in the day, everybody was playing at Howard Wood and I, quick story, but by, by the end of the season, it was always a feedlot. You know, you, you, you couldn't tell there was actually grass on the field. <laughs> on Saturday. And yeah. I remember. Or, or it would rain on Thursday the be, because yeah. the high schools would play out there on Thursday and Friday nights. And then right. the, the colleges would get a shot at it on Saturday. And, and by Saturday night, Sunday, and, and you had that rain move in, the field was destroyed. Those, those I guess, are the bad old days of, of Howard yeah. Field. And the wind would blow they a little bit out for 20 years. Oh, well, the field is set up southeast to northwest, which is the prevailing <laughs> wind in the fall. I mean, it's – but you know what? It was fun doing games yeah. when you were doing games high school and college, and uh, you yeah, were, sure. you are a great announcer, and you're still doing it. Well, f- thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call today. Uh, take care, and we'll do it again down the road. All right, Jeff Filling, longtime voice of the Augustana Vikings, and they get the victory key to the city. A lot of Minnesota kids head down to Augustana and the University of Sioux Falls, and the Vikings win at forty nine. 29 and I, I don't want to anger Minnesota Viking fans but we do know that that a team with the nickname Vikings will get a victory this weekend I haven't checked the scoreboard uh one of one of the top uh small or high schools in the state the Minnesota Vikings are a perennial power and I'm willing to bet Minnesota got a victory as well uh, this week we'll see about the purple uh, tomorrow at Carolina, 529. All right, we'll break. We'll do the weather. Then Jonathan Lowe, Big Ten, top 25, hopefully some more game reports, including a game report on that 
wild Gustavus Bethel game in Arden Hills today with Austin LeJazz. That is all on the way here on News Talk. e 3 w Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. CCO. Don't fret, Twins on the radio later. They're in Colorado. Game two of the three-game set to close out the regular season. Lineup card 630. Emilio Pagan will get the start tonight. Feels like a bullpen game tonight in Colorado. Twins and Rockies. Once again, lineup card at 630. All right, Georgia finally made a play, and they have gone in front at Auburn, number one on the rope. Still plenty of time for the Tigers to come back. Let's get a Big Ten. Let's get a top 25 scoreboard update. Let's bring in Jonathan Lowe. Thank you very much, Steve. And it is getting very late and very interesting in on the plains. Let's go ahead and get you started on this Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. By getting it rolling in the Big Ten, we'll come back to George Auburn in a second. We have in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, Purdue up at home over Illinois, 37-13. to It is late in the third quarter in College Park. No, no trouble for Maryland today. They had this game early. They pulled away from Indiana, and the Terps are going to go to 5-0. and They lead 44-10 to with about five minutes to play. It is just about one minute to play in Lincoln. Nebraska's on the scoreboard, everybody. Nebraska's on the scoreboard. And let me tell you this. Uh, number one, I am petty. Uh, number two, I am petty because uh, I know Nebraska's been through some hard times, and, and I don't I – don't, I don't really like that Nebraska's been through hard times. I love it. I love it so much. It's so great. Um, that's what I wanted to tell you, Steve. Nebraska has just hit rock bottom, uh, and they are trying to build their way back up. They're not going to do it today. Number two, Michigan leads. Going to win this ballgame 45-7 over the Cornhuskers. Rutgers leading late in the fourth quarter over Wagner 45-3. Earlier today, number six, Penn State. They go on the road and beat Northwestern 41-13. Minnesota had some issues out of conference today with Louisiana Lafayette. The Gophers get it together in the second half after trailing at halftime, win 35-24, and they will be hosting those number two Wolverines next week at Huntington Bank Stadium. So, uh, Gophers need to gear up a lot more if they're going to take on that big, bad Michigan team. Coming up in a little bit over an hour, just about an hour from now, it'll be Michigan State on the road taking on Iowa at Kinnick Stadium. Now to the top 25 scoreboard and the score that we are 
keeping a keen eye on. Brock Bowers, the All-American tight end for Georgia, goes across the middle, takes a crossing pattern all the way to the end zone, and the number one dogs, 21 game winners in a row. They are up at Auburn, 27 to 20, 252 on the clock in the fourth quarter. So Auburn will have a chance to drive down the field and get a tying touchdown. It was close in Austin for a while, but the Longhorns have pulled away from the Jayhawks, number three Texas, with about 245 left in the game, leading number 24 Kansas, 40 to 14. Number 23 Missouri early in the fourth quarter. They are up at Vanderbilt, 24 to 7. Finals from earlier. Kentucky stays undefeated on the season. They take down number 22 Florida, 33 to 14. They should be ranked next week. Number Numbers 8 USC goes on the road to Colorado and Coach Prime. And I'm telling you, there was a big comeback by the Buffaloes. They were down 48-14, scored 27 points to get within range. But USC closes it out and uh, takes down the clock. The Trojans win, get to 5-0, 48-41 over the Buffaloes, who have dropped their second straight game, now 3-2 and on the season. It is late in the first quarter in Oxford, number 13 LSU in the red zone, but down early to number 20 Ole Miss. The Rebels lead 14-14. Wait a minute, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, one second. We just had an instant update. LSU gets in the end zone and is now 14-7 Rebels late in the first quarter. Number nine, Stanford. They just kicked off against uh, number nine, Oregon, kicked off on the farm against Stanford, just underway in Palo Alto. Coming up at the top of the hour, it'll be Iowa State on the road to Norman to take on number 14, Oklahoma. In about an hour, it'll be number 11, Notre Dame at number 17, Duke. Also in an hour, number 21, Tennessee will be at home taking on South Carolina. Later tonight, it'll be number 12, Alabama, in Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Number 7, Washington, will be at Arizona. Number 25, Fresno State, will be at home taking on Nevada. And then number nine, last night, number 19, Oregon State, defeated number 10, Utah, 21-7. That's the Utes' first loss of the year. Oregon State recovers from their loss at Washington State, gets to 4-1 on the season. To the Missouri Valley, no, uh, Northern Iowa gets a win in conference today. Big win for them. They are a 44-41 winner over Youngstown State. South Dakota State wins at home over North Dakota 42 to 21. That means that the Bulldog or the uh, I'm sorry, the Jackrabbits continue their winning streak and they still will be the number 1 team in FCS. As far as the top 3 top 4 team, North Dakota State, I don't think they're going to stay there. They lose uh, at home to South Dakota today, 24 to 19, a big win for the Coyotes on the road. And uh, now North Dakota State, they got to struggle a little bit. They're behind South Dakota State and still have to play the Jackrabbits later this year. So that'll be uh, a big comeback for them, for the Bison. They'll still still be in the tournament talk, but uh, as far as the conference title talk, it could be a bit of a changing of the guard, as was the case last year in the national title game. One other game to talk about, St. Thomas goes on the road and wins at Dayton. That is their 12th consecutive win in the Pioneer League against Pioneer League opponents. They are now 2-0 in that conference and 3-2 and overall, getting back-to-back wins after losing back-to-back games. The final 20-14, to the Tommies getting a positive result in Ohio this Saturday. So, we are keeping an eye on Auburn and Georgia. Uh, Auburn has third and nine with about a minute 40 to play, and they are just on, I believe, their side of the 50. So we'll keep a very close eye on that over the next 18 minutes, heading toward the top of the hour. 
All right, very good, Jonathan. Outstanding, Jonathan Lowe handling the Big Ten top twenty-five scores, keeping an eye on the Pioneer League and the Tommies, and of course uh, the Missouri Valley for us. We'll have another rundown of the MIAC Northern Sun WIAC scores on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, Josh Wheeler is our producer today, doing great work, and now, now we've got a combo platter of live reports and recorded game reports because these sports information directors are so busy. They maybe have a football game, and then they've got volleyball or soccer or some other event, and uh, they squeeze it in. And our friend Austin LeJazz at Bethel, it was uh, the Royals taking on Gustavus today. Let's bring in Austin for a game report on a Royals win today. Thanks, Steve. It was a warm one in Arden Hills as the Bethel Royals defeated Gustavus Adolphus 37-28 on homecoming, improving to 2-2 two and two on the year, 1-1 one one in the Mayak. Gustavus falls to 1-3 overall, 0-2 oh in the Mayak. We'll head right to the fourth quarter in which it was a crazy one. The final 15 minutes saw four lead changes. Bethel held a 17-7 lead going into that corner until Gustavus scored early on in the fourth with a one-yard rushing touchdown, made it 17-14. They forced uh, Bethel to punt it away, come back, and the star receiver for the Gussies, the senior out of Houston, Texas, Matthew Karen, connected with a 38-yard pass from quarterback George Sandvin, the junior out of Edina, taking a 21-17 lead for the Gusties. Royals came right back and made it 24 24- 21 as they marched down the field with an 11 play 78 yard drive over five minutes gustavus a minute 12 they marched six plays 51 yards in two minutes and eight seconds as carrion gets a 38 yard pass from san van to take a 20 excuse me 31 28 24 lead i should say bethel responds right back in the final seconds 19 seconds remaining micah Newald on a fourth and 10 play from the 24 yard line the Senior quarterback George Bolt out of Grands Rapids, Rapids, Michigan, finds the junior out of Fridley, Micah Newald, in the end zone from 24 yards out on what would eventually be the game's final play. Gustavus tried to make one more last-second opportunity, a couple of scrambles and a couple of laterals, but a fumble in the end zone gave Bethel the final touchdown of the game. 37-28, the Royals outgain the Gussies not by much. The offense was 398 to 393. The Royals will head to McAllister next week, while the Gusties will take on St. Scholastica. All right, very good, Austin LeJess. Once again, Bethel beats Gustavus in a wild one, 37-28 at Royal Stadium in Arden Hill. St. John's wins at Augsburg, 27-24. Augies right there. Johnny's get the W. Carlton a win on the road at Concordia, 36-35. St. Olaf won at Hamlin, 49-25. And St. Scholastica beat McAllister in St. Paul, 23-17. We will get a game report on that one coming up in a bit. Over in the WIAC, let's get a quick scoreboard update on that one. River Falls played earlier. River Falls won today. They beat Plantville 27-16. It was Whitewater winning at Oshkosh 37-21. Lacrosse holds off Stout. 85 points scored in the game. Lacrosse wins at 45-40 today. Eau Claire and Stevens Point. And this one is over. Eau Claire wins at 24-17. Quick rundown of the Northern Sun scoreboard. Big one in Bemidji. Minnesota State wins at Bemidji State, 27-24. Another big one, UMD over Winona, 
14 in Duluth. Augustana beats Sioux Falls 49-29 to claim the key to the city. Moorhead beat Northern 45-26. It was Wayne State winning at Minot State 48-22. Here in the cities at CU Foam Stadium in St. Paul, Concordia beat Mary in a wild one 37-34. And it was Valparaiso beating Southwest Minnesota State 16-15. Of course, no more upper Iowa. Georgia-Auburn is the final. We'll tell you who won it in a moment on College Football Final here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins Rock, he's from Denver. Lineup card at 6.30, first pitch 7.10. Emilio Pagan will be in the opener role tonight for the Twins. Second to last game of the regular season. Playoffs begin Tuesday, wild card round at Target Field. Game one, game two at Target Field, game three. If necessary, Steve Thompson, Jonathan Lowe, producer Josh Wheeler. Jonathan Lowe, before we get another game report out of the MIAC, it is a final. Number one, Georgia at Auburn. What do you got? Yep, the winning streak is now 22 for the two-time defending champion, Georgia Bulldogs. They pull off a 27-20 win at Auburn after trailing uh, by double digits in this game. Brock Bowers gets a touchdown pass across the middle. The All-American, uh, eight catches, 157 yards, and that all-important game-winning touchdown on fourth and nine near the 50-yard line. Auburn's Peyton Thorne throws an interception, and Georgia runs out the clock. So Georgia 5-0, and now going to uh, stay number one in the country, and again, a 22-game winning streak overall as they survive 27-20 over Auburn. All right, very good, Jonathan. Thanks for an update there. Uh, let's get back to the MIAC. Matt McLagan joins us. St. Scholastica at McAllister in St. Paul today in the Scots Fall, Matt. McAllister hosted St. Scholastica in a Mayak crossover game today at McAllister Stadium. And for the first time since 2019, the Scots did not have senior quarterback Michael Nadeau under center. Nadeau, who ranks among the national leaders in virtually every passing statistic this season, sat out with an injury. The McAllister offense that has averaged over 500 yards of total offense this season per game managed just 249 yards today in a 23-17 loss. Nick Schlender and Ricky Weber scored touchdowns for the Saints in the second quarter. Then Nathan Miller intercepted a McAllister pass and returned it for a 20-yard touchdown to give St. Scholastica a 20-3 advantage. Cameron Latvis blocked a punt on the Saints' goal line, and Noah Bresson recovered it in the end zone to make the score 20-10. After Jacob Andrews kicked a 25-yard field goal early in the fourth quarter, the Scots put together a 61-yard scoring drive, capped by a 10-yard touchdown pass from Kellen Settlemayer to Michael Poker that cut the deficit to 20-13. On the ensuing kickoff, McAllister's Gabe Gallardo forced a fumble on the return, and Vasco Sierra recovered it on the Saints' 25-yard line with four minutes remaining. The Scots moved the ball to the 8-yard line, but the drive stalled, giving Saints Scholastica the win. Next week, the Saints host Gustavus, while the Scots host Bethel in a 7 p.m. game at McAllister Stadium. All right, very good, Matt. Thank you. Matt McLegan sent in that report uh, from McAllister. Once again, all finals now in the MIAC. St. Olaf beat Hamlin 49-25. It was Carlton winning at Concordia 36-35. 
Bethel beat Gustavus 37-28. Arden Hills, St. John's winner in Minneapolis over Augsburg. 27-24, so some tight games there. Uh, Wild home tonight. They take on the Blackhawks. NHL preseason action at the XL Energy Center. Vikings tomorrow at Carolina. The latest line, Vikes favored by four. Uh, let's get some predictions on this one. Uh, Josh Wheeler, go first. Vikes, Carolina, who do you like tomorrow? Uh, honestly, I think it's going to be... Sadly, this game is going to be closer than it should be. I feel like there's going to be a lot of just chaotic messes when it comes to this defense. And I think this is for the first handful of games for this team. I think there's just a lot of uncertainties to work out between uh, between each other. And I think that uh, the defense is because it's a new defensive coordinator. I think this is a lot bigger, a lot more lengthy process than a lot of people thought it was going to be. And I just think that uh, they continue to kind of figure out their defenses. But I think it'll be, uh, I say, uh, 24-17 Vikings. I think they actually do pull out a win, but uh, it's going to be a lot closer than it should be. All right. Vikes favored by four, by the way. Jonathan Lowe, Vikes Panthers tomorrow in Charlotte high noon. Yeah, you can't go on four. Um, This is a team you should beat. Even even with the bad start that the Vikings have had, this is a team they should beat. Um, There are too many mind-numbing mistakes uh, right now with the turnovers, with how the last Sunday's game ended. Um, I think they get it together enough to beat a team that's on the rebuild. I'll say Vikings 27-23. to 23. All right, so that would be a push. Vikings hang on to the ball tomorrow. They win the football game. The only X factor, uh, their old buddy uh, Adam Thielen now wearing a Panthers uniform, but uh, th- this is one they absolutely have to have no excuses a season on the brink already at 0 and 3 but 0 and 4 would just be uh let's turn the page and look to 2024 so vikes will win tomorrow a couple other quick ones guys uh let's start with uh judge his guy baker mayfield it will be his tampa bay buccaneers new orleans saints they're beat up uh bucks get it done right i think they uh i think they do i just the this, this Saints team is kind of a show its old self with just so many people coming and going with that squad. Uh, it's going to be tough, though, Alvin Kamara coming back, I believe, uh, for yep. New Orleans. But uh, I think the Buccaneers get it done. Uh, they've been pretty solid on uh, the defense when they're not chasing, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, the toughest defense in football. But uh, for the most part, their secondary has actually been pretty decent. And I think it's kind of surprised a lot of people. But, okay. uh, yeah, I think my my guy Baker will do just fine, I think. All right, Kansas City, no problem in the Meadowlands against the New York Jets. Uh, Travis Kelsey, and who's who's he going out with, Jonathan Lowe? Tay-Tay may be in the building, <laughs> and she may be the good luck charm. Chiefs by 10. Yeah, oh, or or more. The Jets are horrible. Um, that That is a bad situation, but Taylor Swift will be there. We've got the news in a moment. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.